another world, another time in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone. This is what I came for. Your vital essence, the dark crystal. I can feel something. Hear it almost. Uh, don't move. Don't move? Where would I go? Quiet! Here's your host, Philip Mitchell. Alright, Dark Crystal fans, this month we've got concept designer or concept illustrator Matt Hatton, who has worked on, on many projects, including Alien Covenant, and also um, in the past he did work on doing the concept art for another film uh, that was going to happen at the time in that was going to be actually filmed in Sydney, Australia, called uh, The Power of the Dark Crystal. So definitely going to be chatting to him about all that and much more. And so I just want to say, Matt, thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Cool. Thank you so much. And also, so I guess we'll, we'll get things started. I'm actually really curious about how, how you discovered the Dark Crystal. <laughs> well, seeing as I'm old, mm-hmm. uh, I saw it at the movies when I was a kid and it just blew me away. Yeah. So because I like, I think in the... Because the film, that, that came out, I think, in early 1983. If yep. I, yeah, yeah, right about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because right. I, know, I, know I know it came out in the US in uh, December 1982. And I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. and of course, back then, um, there was no, I guess, worldwide releases, uh, that yeah. sort of thing, like it is uh, these days. And I believe that, yeah, The Dark Crystal came out, I think, around uh, April... 1983 but yeah yeah so so no i mean that that is really awesome to uh uh to chat to someone like yourself but you know saw it you know when it when it was first uh on the big screen mm-hmm. yeah well um i i'd always loved henson's stuff and and uh puppetry and all, all of that like you know we all used to grow up but not so much anymore but uh used to grow up with with sesame street and uh, you know, this was after the Muppets and all of that sort of thing. And Muppets was a huge, huge show. So I actually started out apparently when I, I was little, I was terrified of anything with a mask or even, even Sesame Street, you know, I sort of run out of the room, but, but always poke my head around again and, and that sort of thing. So of course, you know, have been obsessed by that stuff ever since. So, you know, I, and when it came to Dark Crystal, I couldn't believe that you know it was a whole world and no people in it and 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 that sort of stuff and it 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 was just that holistic thing that you never sort of saw back then because when i was growing up it was always uh for for fantasy films or sci-fi films and you know there there was the old stuff from from way back in the in the 50s the the um harry house and stuff and all, all of that sort of gig you'd you'd only get the good stuff in bits and pieces where, okay, now I've got to make it through another half an hour of um, exposition until I get the groovy effects stuff and the pictures or the monster or the whatever. So you can imagine what it was like uh, when, when Dark Crystal came along and it was just completely immersive in that way. Yeah, because I know, I, I guess one of those things, um, when I think when the film came out was um, there was a lot of, I guess, you know, parents that sort of thought, oh, this is, you know, because it's got Jim Henson's name attached to it, that it was just like going to be, oh, so it'll just be another sort of Muppety kind of film. And sort of when they went in, they sort of, you know, didn't expect <laughs> uh, what what was to come, I guess. Um, I yeah. get it. I mean, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. You, you, can, you can look at a poster or you can yeah. read a review <laughs> or, or, or an outline or something. It, it's like, you know, it still happens now. Yes, yeah. My favourite one was was when Seven came out, mm. and and all the the girls who were in love with Brad Pitt just went to see it. You know, and <laughs> yeah. you just got to look at a poster or or see the trailer or whatever, and it's just stupidly obvious that 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 uh, you know, no, it's not going to be one of these lovey dovey ones or, or that sort of thing. And you know, people people came out and they were traumatized. You know, it's like. Says you're right, I guess, but you know, phenomenal movie. But uh, you know, yes, you can see why it happens. Another one, uh, maybe a better analogy would be the South Park movie. 
Ah, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the thing came out. It was rated R. It was all of that. Every usher, every person on the ticket booth let let kids in. You know, and because you know it's for kids. It's it's yeah. pop. It's animation, <laughs> or you know, and you'd always South Park would always be in the video store too, in the kids section with all the rest of the animation. It's moronic, but yeah, it's, you know, it's... if we're talking lowest common denominator and. Uh, you know, uh, uh, box office and that sort of thing. I guess that's what happens. And and yeah, I, I, I to be fair though, Dark Crystal was was, I think the first of that first of its kind in that way. Yeah, yeah, I I, I really think so because I think I, I, of course I mean with the market of the, of the film, I think they always had trouble. You know who who they were selling it to. You know whether to kids or to Mm. or to add to adults i mean i think it was, i mean the film was always sort of a um like a grim sort of storytelling i mean that was sort of you know the, in, the inspiration i guess it's like you know the idea of um you know really wanting to make a movie that would scare kids and i think they certainly um pulled it off uh with the dark crystal yeah but but completely honest in the way that it was a true fairy tale not not the disneyfied version and i love the old disney stuff and that sort of thing but in no way is it grims or or or, or whatever you know or, or the proper little mermaid or, or or you know that that sort of stuff it, and you know I, that sort of thing I, I think people fall into just the base oh yeah like the disney cartoon or whatever uh and and they forget what what fairy tales are actually about and uh like with my own daughters, I, I I sort of I had to chastise my mum one day because she was reading them it was Snuggle Pot and Cuddle Pie or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah, and yeah. Just like oh, the big bad banks here, man, they're really scary, and and yeah. you know Snuggle Pot and Cuddle Pie are crying the whole time. They they cry at anything anyway, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's the whole point, and I had to sort of try to to say to her that the reason we have kid eating witches and uh you know all of those really scary fairy tale things is so that children can learn uh to deal with those emotions fear and anger and all of that sort of thing in a completely safe environment with yes, a, a yeah. parent reading to them or, or whatever and it give, gives them the tools they need to confront that sort of stuff uh so that's the reason that, that you know, sometimes you, you shouldn't hobble, you know, the scary things and, and that's, you know, by the same token, uh, children can only understand that much and, and, you know, before they're seven, they don't sort of understand shades of grey and things like that uh, generally. But uh, bringing it back to Dark Crystal again, it's so much more true. And, and as we know, uh, Jim loved you know, all of those old folk tales and, and fairy tales and that sort of thing. And that's why we had the storyteller, that sort of stuff. So, yeah, but um, just just all I, I really feel like Dark Crystal has the feel of all of that, you know, uh, history of storytelling and, and fairy tale tradition, you know, in its roots, so to speak. It's It's sort of suffused through the whole thing. Yeah, and I mean, especially like with the whole sort of, um, I guess, the world building aspect of the Dark Crystal um, when they were sort of making the film. I, I mean, I know people would, you know, criticize the story as being, you know, pretty a straightforward story and whatnot. Um, but I mean, they really went into detail with um, really building the world and building, uh, you know, all the the background, you know, with the characters, with you know, with the creatures, with the mystics and the skexies and sort of that, that really backstory, um, the world-building aspect, um, which, you know, I always just find just, just incredible um, with The Dark Crystal. Uh, that's, yeah, uh, that's about my favourite thing about it, I, 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 yeah, as well as characters and the story and that sort of thing, just that every other scene introduces something new in that way, some surprise or, or okay, the, the tree that's there gets up and walks away or, or whatever it is, you know. Uh, and it's just continually inventive and, and exciting in that way, even though, you know, which balances the pace of it because the pace, you know, is sometimes quite leisurely. And, and I love that as well. You know, you don't have to rush everything because you lose the depth that way. So, so 
I absolutely love it. Um, sometimes uh, I, I work in animation. I, I jump over from live action to animation and uh, Animal Logic um, is a, an effects facility and, and uh, animation studio. And uh, just because, um, well, because it's fun and because uh, I feel like people who work there should have a uh, like a backlog of knowledge so that they can build on it. Uh, we, we have like a film club every couple of weeks uh, for, for dailies and reviewing and that sort of thing. We have a few cinemas in there, uh, you know, and, and so I show a lot of these landmark effects type films and uh, uh, with my mate Eric, Eric runs it. And uh, basically my library is the library. <laughs> for that because I'm a, I'm a Blu-ray fiend and all of that sort of thing. But uh, it just last time we watched it, uh, it, it just really came back to me just how every other scene is something new and exciting. Yeah, there's always, there's always something that's, you know, something you just didn't discover or didn't, you know, notice it the first time. And, um, yeah, you know, I mean, that's the thing with the malt the repeated viewings and I mean it is something that um you know I've been doing as a little uh podcast called the Dark Crystal Minute uh which my co-host Jamie Prater and and myself have sort of been going through each minute of the uh of the Dark Crystal and and it's been really interesting sort of um look like looking at the film um you know in in such sort of minute detail and sort of just noticing these little things um that you know that were in the background that we didn't notice it the first time or we sort of go back and forth and yeah we just sort of you know see new things um which is you know it's it's unbelievable that i guess you know for a film that's 35 years old now it's still um yeah there's lots of lots of things to, to discover um in in the dark crystal yeah i'm sure that's why even though it bombed when it first came out it's sold and they've made money on it Ever, ever, ever since, you know, every new format, they re-release it and it makes more money and, you know, hence Power of the Dark Crystal, hence the new series and all of that. They wouldn't be making those if, if uh, this and, and Labyrinth hadn't, hadn't been, you know, such solid earners. And, and it comes back to that, as you said, uh, standing the test of time and being so rich and everything. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the thing. It's like I'm, I'm just waiting to get my hands on that 4K Blu-ray of the Dark Crystal. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be really, yeah. I, like I know they, they brought it out for Labyrinth, which I haven't watched Labyrinth on the 4K Blu-ray because I just, I, I recently just got a 4K TV and, yep. and uh, an Xbox One S that's got a the 4K Blu-ray player that's with I the did console. Exactly the same thing. Yeah, yep. yeah. So the, the um, One S is terrible as far as I can find uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> for playing the 4Ks because. I think it's mainly the app. They just haven't got their act together and no. Microsoft well aware of the problems and not recognising, you know, the, the, the 4K on, on different tellies and that sort of thing. Uh, but at least, that you know, I, I still got a console out of it, but I did have to go and buy a, a standalone player and okay. that was the perfect first time. So, yeah. and, and Labyrinth does look great. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. I'll, yeah, it's something I, I definitely need to get my hands on that um, movie. I just haven't seen it around in any... Um, uh, JB Hi-Fi stores, so it's something I need to uh, definitely get on to uh, down the track. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, you know, talking about with Dark Crystal, um, uh, I mean, what would be your sort of your favourite character or, or even a favourite scene or moment from, from the film? Well, first of all, you put me on the spot, and second <laughs> of all, it's so hard, man, because, yeah. again, it's so rich. I love Ogre. Yeah. Algra, Ogre. Um I don't know, and, and then you know the creatures. You, you've got the land striders. You, you know you've got the Gotham. Uh, it's it's really hard. Maybe Augra. Maybe Augra. Yep, Augra be your choice. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, I mean, probably my my favorite would have to be um, Jen, the girl playing. Um, mm -hmm. I think he sort of. I guess he was sort of the more relatable character. I guess to me, he was always sort of you know shy, quite unsure of things, and mm. um, sort of growing up by. Sort of felt a little bit like him sometimes. So, um, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's I think, our, yeah. <laughs> your grass, uh, sort of character, yeah, yes, yeah. to the world, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and that cool ass double flute, you know, can't yeah. beat that. No, no, you cannot, no. Did the did Dark Crystal inspire you in a way, you know, to get into illustrating with 
um, with your concept work or, you know, as a storyboard artist or? Not, not in an overt, that was the moment for me, uh, but absolutely in the tradition of, you know, watching uh, Harryhausen movies on telly and, and that sort of thing. And as I say, loving all the Henson stuff, was more a natural progression for me it was in my genes to love it sort of thing as as far as a, a moment or film you know i guess it's star wars because i was a kid when that came out too and and it just blew my little mind and and you know that that's that's the probably overarching monumental pop culture moment of our time sort of thing uh, in the way it changed everything you know, it's funny that the Dark Crystal stuff, of course, when it came out and everything, I was drawing that that sort of stuff all the time over and over because I've drawn ever since I could hold a pencil and and that sort of gear. And like everybody draws though, that's that's the whole thing. Oh, I can't draw or whatever. No, everybody draws when they're when they're a kid. Oh yes, yeah. All color in, we all draw. It's just that most people stop. That's mm. that's the only real difference. And and you kept going. Know, have more of a propensity for it than others sometimes and and that sort of thing but but everybody has it and you can teach people to draw and paint and, and that sort of thing uh but after that i think comes the storytelling and and making things alive because you can be technically perfect uh but but well technically really good it takes two lifetimes to become perfect but uh uh adding the life to the eyes and, and the personality and all of that sort of thing and making characters, you know, sort of have that depth, that's something else. And, and you know, it sounds sappy, but bringing it back to, to Henson again, that was part of his genius. Uh, the thing that he had about the magic triangle, whatever they called it, where um, there's that relationship in proportion between your eyes and your mouth and even with something as simple of them as the Muppets, Sesame Street or the Muppet Show or whatever, as long as you've got that relationship, it's relatable. Um, and the other thing was Kermit, you know, sock puppets and that sort of thing. Uh, the way he puppeteered them with the, uh, even though there wasn't much uh, uh, expression in the actual puppet itself, uh, replacing that by accenting certain words with with a forward movement, with a, a definite sort of head movement, that was part of his genius as well. Um, yeah, so so it's it's bring and that's why you know the kids just forget the operator underneath if it's Muppets or Sesame Street uh, or if if we film it in widescreen and it's, and it's the Dark Crystal, then you know or, or it's Labyrinth or something, you know those creatures are. are, are you know, they're more successful than, than most everybody else who's done it. I mean, because with your work, like, um, is most of your work, you know, as a concept uh, or storyboard artist, um, like, you know, are you hand-drawn or do you go digital or, like, how, what sort of your processes? Or do they just vary sort of depending on the project? Yeah, it, it varies a bit. Uh, I, I And I like jumping around. Uh, with different styles, different approaches. Sometimes I'll go all digital. Sometimes, but but generally, I, I love starting off. I, I always start off with pencil and paper, and then just scan it in. And I don't know. I, I, until recently, I hadn't touched a, a paintbrush for for like actual artwork, you know, physical traditional artwork for I don't know twenty years more, something like that. Uh, when Photoshop came out and, and Painter and stuff like that, it was just, I, I was never, I, I'm self-taught, so I don't know all the tricks and all of that sort of thing. And I was never very fancy that way. So uh, I, I always found that as long as you followed a traditional sort of methodology in the way you built up a painting, it would look reasonably traditional. And and hopefully like a lot of the pe time people don't know and ask and that, and that sort of thing. Um, conversely, of course, there are things that you just like photo montage and things like that, that you, you can't do any other way. And I think that's wonderful that you go further than, than traditional. So everything to its strengths, I guess, but I, I love just, you know, pencil and paper, that that's probably my favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, that, that's awesome. Yeah. 
And so, I, I, I mean, like, I mean, that, that's the thing I would love to uh, just a chat about. Um, how, how, how did you actually get involved um, with uh, with working on the on the Power of the Dark Crystal um, when that was sort of happening at the time? I think there was this around sort of, what, the mid-2000s, I guess? Um, yeah, uh, or late. Yeah. To late, late, I think. Late yeah, 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 yeah. Late to that, maybe... 2007 2009 okay maybe? yes yeah yeah sounds about right because i think they announced it i think they initially announced it in 2005 but uh well, that, yeah, yeah you're probably right it was probably a couple of years later that when they um when they made the move to to originally shoot um i think with omni lab studios in um in sydney in new south wales mm. yeah yeah uh because yeah the first iteration i think was was the gendy tartakovsky version Mm-hmm. Yeah, and God, I would have loved to see that because I yeah. I think he's a genius as well. Like a real, I know everybody bandies that word around, but I think it's despicable the way sort of both he and Craig McCracken are treated. Like they're up there with the Warner Brothers greats, like the Looney Tunes greats and and MGM, all, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, and I, people just don't appreciate them. And man, I would love to see Gandhi's Gandhi's uh, version of it. Uh, but, yeah, so we were a bit later than that. And then uh, Sperig Brothers uh, were after us, and I think there might have been one more. But but going back to um, uh, our stuff, uh, there are a bunch of us uh, working for Michael Gracie, uh, the director, and um, he's just about to bring out his, his first film, uh, the Hugh Jackman, uh, P.T. Barnum movie. Okay, um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, uh, basically I've worked with for uh, Michael a lot. Unfortunately, everything's been too good to be true sort of thing and hasn't sort of made it up. But like, you know, none of those projects, not just Dark Crystal, but uh, we worked on a, a version of the BFG uh, and uh, yeah. The Witches, with a okay. script by uh, Guillermo del Toro, which was really great. So hopefully yes, yeah. that one day, because that was very cool. Um, and a bunch of other stuff. And and Michael's fantastic. And, and man, I, I love it. He, he basically lets me do what I want to do, uh, whether, whether it's boards, concept art, character design, set design, even bits of script writing, you know, uh, because as a storyboard artist, it's all story. You know, yeah. and okay, you're telling it visually pretty much. Although I do like to uh, do sequences that ha- that are dependent on on sound cues for storytelling and that sort of thing. Doesn't make for super exciting visuals, but you need to use everything in the toolkit for movie making. Um, but and even when it comes to concept art, like single paintings, I try to think like a board artist then. Uh, and and what's what's the moment in the story that's happening. So uh, I don't know if you remember the one that the, the dark crystal, the power of dark crystal one uh, where we're down, down in the volcanic world at, at the center of Thra. And uh, it's, it's, you know, all of the stalactites are like uh, votive candles in, in, in a cathedral uh, because the queen is dying and they're holding a vigil. So, you know, it's all thematically appropriate and that sort of thing. Even if you don't uh, recognise that overtly, it contributes to an appropriate tone for the scene and that sort of thing. So it's all storytelling, whether it's visual or sound or, or uh, costume or character or, or whatever. And that's another thing with Henson stuff too. Uh, mostly, there are some exceptions, but mostly uh, I feel like people's uh, idea of character comes from both the way somebody looks, uh, but also their memory of them and a feel of them, which is why caricature is, is appropriate and like a shorthand for a character. And you get, well, this isn't quite Henson's, but uh, Yoda is a perfect example of that, you know, and even though, He's a relatively basic puppet and everything. There's just so much life in it, just when it's still and not doing anything. And 
Chewie's a bit like that. And a, a lot of great character designs are a bit like that in, in using caricature to, to capture a, a mood in a second and stuff. And then you build from there with performance. And so I, I like that sort of thing. Uh, but it's, it's funny that bringing it back to, to our thing again, um, in the Dark Crystal Gen and in Labyrinth Hoggle, are sort of examples where, for me anyway, that doesn't work so well. And, and I think it's important not just to be sycophantic, but and and, and at the same time not to just hate on things. Uh, but Hoggle, uh, because he was a leap forward in animatronics and and everything, I think that got in the way of they they designed a very default face and expressed face but there was a bit of a problem with the brows like the brows to the eyes and that sort of thing and there was a bit of uh, separation there where it didn't all marry up beautifully the way it does for Yoda for example um, and Hoggle has a funny disconnect for me anyway in, in that way and Jen is a similar sort of situation where uh he's nowhere near as expressive as some of the, as some of the other puppets. Uh, and part of that is the materials because, you know, when his mouth is opening, because it's the glove puppet type type thing there, it's pulling down on his cheeks and his nose and eyes a bit and, and, and that sort of stuff. Uh, and also I feel like, and this, again, this isn't to negate, all the brilliant things about it. Oh, no, it. no, not at all, but These no. are just observations over many years and, and loving the stuff so much. You you were closely, of course. So, you know, please keep that in mind. But, but uh, you know, and his eyes, I felt, was, were, were at their default were too far open. So they had to work overtime to, to make him surprised and, and open his eyes even more. And not only that, but with the fringe on his hair, uh, it, it obscures his eyebrows, so you lose expression there. Um, and, and, yeah, I, I felt like he wasn't as successful as Kira. They're both beautiful designs anyway, but it, it's one of those things, I guess, where uh, you love something so much you just want it to be perfect. And, you know, a, again, at that time, it was as perfect as, as it could be. And, and of course, you know, the brilliance of, of Froud's designs and, and, you know, both, both um, Brian and Wendy, you know, what they did to it, um, you know, can't be understated. And I'm so happy, like, you know, I'm biased, of course, but I'm so happy when, when I see Brian's name right there as one of the main credits at the start of the movie and everything. And because, you know, Jim admitted that, you know, it's it's his world and he created that whole thing and, you know, yeah. and, uh, what, how, can we, how can we house it, you know? Yeah, because I think that, was, that must have been sort of a rare sort of occasion for, you know, for a concept, you know, uh, oh, yeah. art person to be credited, you know, in the opening credits of a film, um, which is... If at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And storyboard artists, it's, it's even worse. Like sometimes you, because it's a dirty little secret where mm -hmm. it's not as bad as it used to be, but it, yeah. it always used to be. They don't like people having the idea that, that the director didn't create everything out of whole cloth and, and mm -hmm. come up with all of those angles, all those. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where um, if you are in the business, I guess, or, or know about that stuff, the director has a thousand, ten thousand things to do every single day and answering questions to every possible part of the process. And, you know, it's, it, it doesn't diminish their name at all, you know. Oh, no, no. So, you know, it, it, it's it's a bummer that that sort of stuff, you know, gets hidden sometimes to to, uh, to encourage the myth. But uh, still at all, uh, leading us back to that's exactly why I was so so happy to see Brian's name there. Yeah. As it should be. As yeah. It should be. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, you know, when you were on, yeah, the power of the dark crystal and, and you went ahead with, you know, doing all this um, concept art, what was that like sort of, you know, going through the script and sort of, you know, trying to envision some of these, you know, concepts uh, for the, uh, the power of the dark crystal. Uh, it, it was so, it was too much fun. It, it was, 
I was because you can imagine it was a dream come true for me. Uh, it wasn't the original, but um, I was going to do my damnedest to to just be as true as I could possibly be at, at, as a fan and everything, and an artist and all of that sort of stuff, and, and just you know make it as, as true to Brian's stuff as well. Be be in that mode as much as I could be, and um, you know try to put some of that depth in and. Even even with um, like I say, um, I could talk to to Michael Gracie about anything. Um, I was, you know, getting back to the puppetry thing, uh, suggesting, oh, can we do this, that, and the other? Because I know fans all got upset, and everybody hates on CG and all of that sort of thing, mocap. And the funny thing about that to me is, I'm, I'm getting off to the side again. Sorry, but it's no, uh, all right. It's all good. Uh, is that the the people that the fans hold up and and love a lot of the time i don't think they know them so well like if it's you know monster movies they'll they'll adore rick baker and say oh you know they just don't do it like that it's not as good and blah 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 Mm. and they forget that rick baker is rick baker American Werewolf in London and, you know, a million other things and eight Oscars or whatever he has uh, because he pushed ahead. And back in that time, you know, uh, he was being dismissed as a makeup artist because he wanted to put animatronics in there and cable actuated stuff, all of that sort of gear. And, uh, you know, the the mainstream said, oh, that's not makeup, you know. Uh, And people forget as well, even now, he was one of the first into digital and, you know, on the Frighteners, he was mixing a jawbone gag, which is about a hundred years old with CG to take away from, from the character's midsection. So you'd see their guts and all of that sort of thing. Uh, and Jim Henson was precisely the same way. And I, I think when people are hating on CG, they forget that, Jim was one of the first. You can see it in La- in Labyrinth with the big gate guard that comes together. That's a Waldo system, which is mocap. And then he was, you know, not him personally, but he shepherded uh, that into real-time digital puppetry and that sort of thing. That is motion capture. And people bitch and moan about it and say, that's not real, that's not puppetry, that's not whatever. And it, it's sort of... Jim wasn't about, and this is another um, thing that's arisen, I think, that people think to be true to Jim, uh, that you have to be all traditional puppetry. And he wasn't actually about that. And you can see this in the um, uh, the docos and everything, that puppetry for the Dark Crystal was absolutely the perfect way to realise his vision and the storytelling and everything should be beholden to the storytelling and the vision, not vice versa, not we're going to make a puppet movie. And it was just that puppets and then animatronics and so on were fantastic way to, to utilize, uh, to, to, to honor the sort of stories he was trying to tell. And, uh, people went the other way. It was never going to be all CG, the the, um, the Dark Crystal. That was never going to happen. Um, but most of the versions that I know of were going to be a hybrid. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, but people are so I, – I don't like manifestos, whether they're one way or the other, you know. I think you take the best of everything and whether it's using – traditional art and digital or whether it's puppet puppets and some digital, you know, for, for erasing Bunraku, um, like, like the fiery scene in Labyrinth, uh, you could go further than that and, and make it even better. You, you just, you know, dress them in green and, and erase the puppeteers and that sort of stuff. But getting back to the original point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah uh, like, like I know, like, I mean, even, yeah, like with Jim Henson, like he was always thinking way ahead of time and he always sort of had, you know, ideas about, yeah, I think, I think, I think, you know, I think for example, I know, I think in the book, the ultimate visual history, 
there was I think it was one quote I think it was from Cheryl Henson and she mentioned about um, how like after when uh, uh, when James Henson saw uh, Tron um, for the first time in, in 82 and sort of sort of thought well this could be you know the way of things for telling stories and movies you know with computer technology um, and I think you always sort of had concepts even for you know that sort of puppetry a combination of puppet with computer technology um which is sort of you know eventually sort of became um like motion capture in a way was sort of um a bit of the essence of what i think uh jim henson would have um uh imagined um that sort of thing um, but that's what i'm saying it, it yeah. was exactly that it was they used to call them waldo or, or slave systems okay yeah 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 and and but that's just the embryonic sort of stage of mocap you know um you know, and, and then into the the Muppet TV shows, the the following ones, they they had the digital characters and, and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, that that was all part of what what made these guys amazing. And and it and it came from story first. How do we realize it second? How do we push forward? You know, uh, and getting back to Power of the Dark Crystal, um, what I was going to say was. I kept saying to to uh, Michael, if it's something like the Pod People, uh, they were marionettes in the in the first one. Uh, but each type of puppetry has a giveaway, uh, and if we're concentrating on the story and the world, uh, you you sort of don't want to be concentrating on the giveaways uh, because that's the tail wagging the dog. If you're so into oh. I love marionettes and that sort of thing that you've missed a story beat, then, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. So uh, I was saying, well, what if we had the top half of the puppet as a marionette and the bottom half as uh bunraku. So uh, rods from behind so that we can have solid foot plants and that sort of thing. Then people, you can erase the operators and that way, we can con- concentrate on the pod people and them having their own or, or a certain type of body language rather than one that that's a side product of, of, of the type of puppetry. So it becomes all about character, uh, you know, and, and it goes through other types as well. Um, we, with man in suit stuff, uh, the operator has to overdo and over pantomime their movements to, to get it through the suit. Uh, so that's another one. Uh, if, if it's uh, um, Jen and Kira, for example, uh, that gets back to, like I say, it was a brilliant innovation to get around limited uh, facial expression, but for sock puppets ever since, that accenting with the movement on the end of a line or whatever or on a word is another giveaway that it's a sock puppet and we should be thinking about Jen and Kira, and not notice when they go from the sock puppet to a little person in a suit or a child in a suit running and all of that sort of thing, not having to contrive a camera angle to to uh, disguise that because sometimes it just ends up showing up the transition even more, you know, uh, and I'm sure you know the sort of shots that I'm talking about in, in original Dark Crystal. Uh, so, yeah, and... and uh, one of the paintings I did w- was um, guards fighting against Skeksis and giving the Skeksis back their second pair of arms because that, that was something that they couldn't do in the original, although you can sort of, you know, see where it's supposed to be and that, that sort of thing uh, when, when, you know, the Chamberlain gets his clothes ripped off, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, but just the, the idea going back to story and character that these are are two parts of a whole that have been ripped apart. It never made any sense that even though it's continually uh, reiterated through the movie, that they're, they're the opposite sides of each other. When one dies, the other goes and and that sort of thing. Why then did the mystics, the the Uru have two sets of arms and the Skeksis don't? Unfortunately, it was a limitation where, it, they should in terms of character and story, but they just couldn't because uh, they couldn't hide an extra operator in there. And that's why I thought 
you know, if if you could have a man in suit for for power of the dark crystal, but digital second pair of arms on, or or have you know uh, outside operators doing those second arms or whatever, you can be true to both. You know, you, you can, and, and when you mix techniques, after a while the audience stops looking for the scenes and just gets into the story. So, you know, and it all comes back to the story for me. And and I think Skeksis having two pairs of arms like that. And in, in the picture I have, you know, the uh, blocking, like parrying with, with, with one set of arms and the sword and chop the guy in half with the other set of arms. Skeksis wouldn't play fair. In, the, in that shot they're using the light from the three suns to blind the Gelflings, they're, they're way bigger. They don't believe in picking on someone your own size or anything like that. And they're peacocks and stuff. They're, they're show-offs. And uh, so I, I thought all of that was being really true to, to Brian and Jim and uh, Frank and, you know, that, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I'm just, I just was looking at that um, bit of uh, concept art. Uh, I guess for any of the listeners, uh, you can actually check all this out on uh, Matt's uh, Instagram uh, page um, where he's posted, yeah, quite a, you, you posted quite a lot of um, concept art pieces from the Power of the Dark Crystal, which is absolutely worth a, a look. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just incredible stuff. And, yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, like you said, I mean, it was just sort of, you know, something that was limited with having the four hands um, in, in the original film, but being able to sort of, you know, make the most out of that um, with the power of the dark crystal would be, yeah, yeah, it would be very interesting. And, um, yeah. Well, hopefully they do that sort of thing in the, in the series. I, I don't know. It, it crushed me. I, I was sort of elated and, and crushed at the same time hearing about Eckfleet's show. Cause I had no clue about it until obviously it's still, cause God damn, I, I would have tried to work on that thing. Like you wouldn't believe it. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully there'll be a second series or something. I, I need to find out because, man, you know, I, I would just love to, to work on that. Um, but uh, what I was going to say, though, was we still have limitations and uh, they're, they're just different. And uh, with with that painting and another painting, there's the whole thing of uh, if we want to be true to fairy tales, yes, they can be dark and, and scary and that sort of thing, but you you don't want to be adults only unless you're doing a different thing uh in, in this case so that's why with the big blousy sort of pirate um sleeves on, on the skexies uh, i have like red ribbon sort of threaded it in threaded in and winding around so that it's it's like rivulets of blood draining you know coming down from the sword and uh there's another shot where the cape there's a red cape or woolen cape or whatever that balls like goes into little balls like wool does, but also like blood in water, you know, uh, there's just a river of blood sort of spreading out behind. And, you know, that that's a way to get the point across without being all gory and that, that sort of thing. So hopefully, you know, that would work as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, that one, yeah, it's a very, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that image as well, and and probably one of my favourites um, was actually um, the image of Olga um, in her observatory, um, looking at the heavens, um, <laughs> the stars, and um, which is probably one of my uh, yeah favourite. Um, With uh, the third yeah. eye. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I mean, I mean, what was sort of your favourite piece out of you know, out of the one the ones you worked on for the Power of the Dark Crystal? Ah. Uh... Um, I I don't know. Like I say, I had too good a time. I was so in, so loving what I was like enjoying. I should say what I, what I was doing and everything. I like the the Jen the Gotham Master one, where he's on the Super Gotham with with like samurai sort of flanges and and you know there are the different sort of strains of Gotham rather than all the same kind. Just so it's a progression, but still true to that shape language. And I, I like that Jen is is almost a, a literal shadow puppet because the whole thing of the story being that, uh, okay, at the end of the Dark Crystal, 
you know, uh, the, the, the Uru and Skeks come together and, and, and that, that sort of thing. But they nick off. You know, they, they sort of piss off. And yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, they're sort of like, you know, we're, we're, we're sorry we did this to you guys. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll leave now, you know. <laughs> Here's your crystal of truth. <laughs> I know. And you sort of, I, like I say, I, I was, you know, a kid when I saw it. So, so I didn't get that at all. But I, that's a fantastic premise for the next thing and where uh, best intentions aren't aren't always enough. And the idea that... Uh, at the start of the story of the next couple of hundred years or whatever, Jen and Kira are, are ostensibly ghosts because they have the best intentions. They want to do the right thing. They want to honour the crystal and all of that sort of stuff. But nobody knows exactly how to do that. And things sort of slip by degrees. And uh, one thing I, I, I don't think I ever put it into an actual painting. I think I had some sketches, but... Uh, I wanted things to be, it became all about the ceremony. So they had these voluminous robes and it was all very sort of, you know, down through the ages, things have become more and more codified and more and more ceremonial and lost the original meaning. And the I had the, the robes being folded and folded, um, you know, like Japanese sort of thing until they, fo- they formed their own palanquins. And they just put sort of rods through these things and carried Jen and Kira, the king and queen, into their own thrones, you know, within their robes, you know. Uh, so they become these mummies sort of thing. And uh, the, they're in the crystal castle, and but they're up on the first or second floor and the robes come all the way down to the... They're, they're sort of entombed in their own thrones as as almost statues and figureheads and that sort of thing rather than actual acting king and queen. Um, so that that was so much fun to get into. And, and I guess there's a little bit of that. There's a, a throne room sort of scene uh, shot there. Um, yeah, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the, the, um, the votive candles, the, the, the dying queen one. And I just liked... Um, the the uh, herd of, of land striders across the plain, like African giraffes, and kicking up the dust and that sort of thing, um, that took me no time at all. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty simple. But nice. yeah. the yeah. story point of it, uh, and usually I'm not keen on on just sticking stuff in for for the sake of it because it's a bit of a wank. But uh, I, I thought it was appropriate that if if um, Therma and and uh, Chamberlain uh, Chamberlain are on their quest and stuff. They would go past stuff like that, and it was sort of true to the original film, where we're discovering things along the way, you know, just amazing new vistas and, and that sort of stuff. So hopefully, you know, I could get away with that one. Um, and, and I think the favourite ones are, are ones that that tell a story as well as just being some visual thing. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, what what was sort of your your you know your thoughts on the story of the power of the dark crystal? Uh... Well, um, I loved a lot of it, uh, but there was certain stuff I really didn't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to be completely open about it, non sycophantic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't think, and and this wasn't I wasn't the only one, and I. You know, I I think this is part of why uh, not just because uh, Brian Froud was was on this as well. He, he was working on this with Michael uh, on the story and everything, and they felt and like I, I said separately to Michael. I mean, I, I just can't I can't excuse or look past the idea that you'll reintroduce the Skeksis. Yeah, and the mystics. have them in a, in a cell for the whole movie and, and, and just, you know, it, okay, it's a ticking clock or whatever, but it's such a betrayal of that kind of, of um, antagonist character. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I didn't believe that, that even an unfamiliar audience would go for that at all. Uh, and, and so that, that was... Uh, although I loved... A 
lot of the other stuff. I love the idea that, yeah, what is at the bottom of the crystal um, chasm? You know? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And there's duality there with, with you know, the, the volcanic people and all of that stuff. Uh, and I liked Therma. She's she's a little different in, in the comic series, I think. But um, I haven't – I've only got to issue four of that, so uh, we'll see what happens there. There was, there was a lot of very cool stuff, and apart from the Skeksis thing, I, I I thought it would have been a worthy thing to do to actually, yes, we should go ahead and make a sequel. Uh, but like I say, you can't betray the type of story it is and the, and the characters like that with, with, oh, okay, here are the Skeksis, but let's just get them out of the way and hope, hope nobody notices what we're doing, you know? Yeah, because I mean, like, I mean, I've, mm. I have been reading the comics myself, and like, um, like for me, like, you know, it, it, like it's been not too bad so far. But yeah, I think, yeah, probably the problem that I do have here is, I think, yeah, you, you mentioned about sort of the mystics and the and the Skeksis sort of returning. Um, you know, it's just like, or I, I guess I think you know because in the film, you know, the you know they were once the uh, the Earth Skeks and they split apart. Yep. Um, and they, you know, they got back together again and mm. I guess it's still interesting trying to work out like how they split apart again sort of thing, because when they came, when they came back, they came back as already split and not came back as, you know, the Erskex. So, you know, it's sort of, um, uh, now I have to look yeah. again because I can't remember. I thought that was due to Therma, wasn't it? I, uh, like, I like yeah, because I mean, I mean, Therma, like she, yeah, she took the the you know the the you know the shard of the crystal, um, and that sort of caused them, you know, the the mystics and the Skeksis to come back. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm just more fascinated about how they how they were split before you know they came back to Thra. Um, um, I don't right. know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you you need it for for the no. purposes of. of you know, dramatic structure and everything. Mm, yeah. uh, if the crystal is split, then, you know, they are split. So you can probably jump to that. Like I say, I, I got to go back and look again or uh, find the script or wh- wh- whatever. But, uh, you know, it, yeah, I, I can understand wanting to know. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, I think, I, I guess it was probably more, um, I don't know, just, I guess it probably just felt a bit, you know, they were just um, shoehorning, you know, bringing back, you know, these characters back, you know, with the Skeksis and the Mystics, even though their sort of story was already kind of, you know, resolved in the film, it's sort of, I'm, yeah, I mean, to me, it was just like, oh, we, you know, we, we got to bring them back and um, well, trying to, yeah, I don't know. I, I was curious your thoughts on, on that. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, my thoughts are yes and no. I, I, I agree and disagree because uh, thematically it is appropriate because things have fallen apart by degrees again. So, Yes, uh, I think it follows that that you know you you have the separation of the whole again. Uh, yes, it's happened before, but but like I say, thematically because things have slipped over the hundreds of years, people are confused, and then Therma sort of seals the deal with the shard. Uh, you know, it, it does make sense. I think it, for me, it threads in at least. Um, but <laughs> the funny thing about it is, while I don't think you can you can get away with with making the Skeksis passive. You have the ideal people there because you've got you've got the mystics there and they're happy to sit around, you know, just, just chant a bit in in, in you know in complaint or uh, complaining and uh, something like that. Let's sing a song about it. But uh, <laughs> you you could actually stick them in a in a cage, unlike the Skeksis. But uh, there you go. Uh, and I think. You know, of course, it's not the only reason. There are always multiple things and, and that sort of stuff. And it was interesting that Hansons were ready to go. They were happy to go forward and make the movie. Yeah. Because... Uh, yeah. Sorry? Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, because, I mean, because it was actually really close to, to actually start shooting it. Um, multiple uh, times. So. Yeah. Uh, but Michael had reservations... I think Brian had reservations, and if Brian had reservations, then Michael was like, you know what? Uh, and I can't speak for the other versions, but 
I don't know, may, maybe that was the case with the others as well, where if, if we're going to do this, then hopefully, you know, the filmmakers have, have the best intentions and want to honour the original classic, which it is, uh, and, and say, well, sorry, if we can't compromise on certain things and, you know, thank you so much, but we might have to call it a day there. And, and you know, that and that was how I felt too. So I was like, oh, you know, I, it breaks my heart, but I think that was right. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like I'm, I'm sort of, you know, I'm still going to keep, you know, reading the Power of the Dark Crystal, you know. I mean, there's just all these like little, just little things, but, uh, but I'm very interested to see um, how it all uh, wraps up. So I mean, we, I mean, which I mean, which was you know a bit of a bummer that the the sequel film didn't get made, you know, at the end of the day. But um, but no, I mean, it's been good that um, at least they've sort of adapted it into a twelve um, issue comic book series. Um, sure, yeah. although you know I'm a former comic book artist and all that sort of thing, and and I was really hoping that 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 this wouldn't just be that script in comic form. I, I would have hoped that they tried to solve it and that sort of thing. Uh, and I don't know, like, like you say, we're only halfway through, so maybe, and I hope so. Um, yeah. I'm a bit sort of crushed that way as well. And I, I'm, I'm a bit puzzled by uh, not just some storytelling things, but, but, the art style and, and stuff like that. I, I know that sort of, uh, like, what do you think of it? Like the, the art and everything? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the art is like, you know, it's not too bad, but I mean, I think it's no, um, I mean, I, I, I didn't actually mind the art from like, from the dark crystal creation myths, mm-hmm. um, that sort of had that very, um, I don't know, like you sort of children's fantasy kind of style at parts. Um, but yeah, like I mean, I mean it's 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 definitely no you know no fraud. I mean, I guess you know for fans, I mean we love you know fraud if if you did of the course. comics and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you but, don't want yeah. to be just copying because you'll no. always be the best. Um, but by the same token, I mean I I know the the whole uh, manga meets meets Scott Pilgrim sort of style is is very in at the moment, and there are a lot of people doing that, but even if you don't do Froud's style, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm sort of confused the way the, the, the actual narrative and uh, our dialogue is, is, is meted out. Why we don't have a rich, like it doesn't have to be Froud, but why it's not rich or ornate or, or, or whatever, or at least just a very inspired tone, sort of, like yeah. a fairy tale t- style tone, that's richness, um, what, whatever particular aesthetic it takes. Uh, and just in terms of storytelling, just uh, not that you have to be like a superhero comic leading to a splash page on the next left-hand page and that sort of thing, but some very um, – I find it weird that uh, there's not a lot of, of emotion in it, and even though the puppets back then couldn't – emote you know that and they would solve the problem by by doing it with the voices or whatever or or um through body movement rather than facial movement or or whatever in in a comic you can do that and you've got augra or you can make the 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 gelflings really expressive or the pod people especially um because that was such great designs they, they were halfway there already uh and and it's sort of strange to me that a lot of this stuff is, is, you know, really there's not much emotion in there, and a lot of the the story points are hidden between frames, and um, yeah, I just I, I like the coloring and and that sort of stuff, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, I, I I shouldn't be mouthing off before we we get to the end, and so sorry for that, but but <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to work out where exactly they're pitching it if they are pitching it a certain way you know 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Overall, it's like I think with the with the Power of the Dark Crystal with the comics, I I just been finding it a bit interesting. But I still, yeah, I still felt like there's quite a lot of questions. I'm sort of waiting that I'm hoping that they'll either be explained sort of later on in the story or or whatnot. Um, but yeah, yeah. But I think you know, I think even some fans on um those uh, Dark Crystal Facebook groups um sort of have you know expressed you know their concerns or just you know their you know the the moments where it's like oh you know this is a bit odd or or whatnot um uh and all that kind of stuff so um yeah yeah but like you know it's halfway there so i'm certainly looking forward to uh you know still be looking forward to it anyways so um uh checking out the rest of the story um i mean it's just a fantastic time to yeah you know uh, for Dark Crystal fans with, you know, with this comics and we've got books that are sort of been coming out and as well as the, um, the Netflix series. Yeah. Which is, um, well, uh, I'm, I'm so, so, yeah. so I, I yeah. hope maybe the, the prequel thing is the way that they've found around the, these narrative uh, problems and, and that sort of thing. And if Brian is completely involved with it, then that's incredibly exciting. You know, I'm, I'm there, you know, I just, uh, not not long ago, I realized, and it wasn't even well. I'm I'm a bit slow, so you know, I, not even when I was on Power of Dark Crystal, but but later, I realized that there are certain, like, you have your own innate way of drawing or whatever that that like, you spend your life trying to get over, <laughs> in terms of shades and that sort of stuff, and I love a certain type of. of curvy curvilinear sort of thing where where uh just um taking a curve and scalloping it back on itself and that sort of thing and it took me an embarrassingly long time to realize you know what that's brian froud you know that's sword that incredible sword that we saw in the trial by stone and swords you know that that sort of kicking back on the curve and and that sort of thing it's it's just it's become so internal that I didn't even realize I was ripping it off or, or in that mode or whatever. So there you go. Love the stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll wrap it up. So I just wanted to say, Matt, thank you so much for being on trial by stone. Um, how, um, how can listeners find out more about your work? Um, um, <laughs> uh, basically, uh, I have that thing where I'm I'm the embarrassing ex graphic designer without his own website and uh, the whole just just if you'll forgive me for a moment going off into alien land uh, when the when the book the making of book came out the art of book I, I was sort of a bit crushed because I only have like three or four drawings in there and I I did them in a few hours flat at the end of the thing and it's always the way none of my uh, sure drawings got in and uh, that sort of stuff uh, and I'm not sure if that was a legal thing or whatever but uh, I, I was so crushed that that that's why I finally I'm, I'm not on Facebook yet because uh, I don't want to be if I don't have to but uh, uh, you know there are a lot of reasons but I did finally get on to, to Instagram so I, that's the main sort of way like apart from googling where you know, you'll probably get more stuff on, on mascots and, 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 you know, cartoony characters that I, I, I've done a lot of that over the years. And I did the, the Sydney Olympics all that time ago and, and done a whole lot of other sport things or whatever. But um, for, for this sort of stuff, I guess that's the, the Instagram is, is the main place. Um, but uh, just actually, you know what, on, on that note of, of Alien, and the story and the Numi drawings, uh, I'll relate that to Dark Crystal where I like learning more and backstory and that sort of thing. Pardon me, but uh, what I was trying to do, uh, Dane and I worked together on all of David the Android's drawings, uh, but what I kept trying to do was not just make it a closed reductive thing where we find out what happened to Numi's character and what, you know, the, what David did to, did to Shore and that sort of thing, just boring, literal, oh, he did this, then he did that, then they did this. Um, 
but try to open it back up and try to keep it ambiguous where, okay, you get that spoiler alert uh, <laughs> that, that, that he killed her, she died, whatever. But I think it's much more interesting to open up. Well, hang on. We don't know exactly what he did. His mind was coming apart and, uh, these are pictures of her being dissected or whatever, but hang on, this one uh, uh, negates that one or they contradict or whatever. He wasn't sane. And can you believe that he did this or that to her? Did he do it all, do it at all? So what, he, what he was planning, which ironically showed how he was actually creative and human in that way, in the most terrible way. Um, you know, I think that's a lot more interesting to to rather than, you know, uh, do the dot to dot thing with Planet A and Alien B. You open it back up, um, but you get the main story question answered, and and with Dark Crystal as well. I like the idea that, okay, uh, like Augra, it, it, I don't think it's important that we absolutely answer. Like we know she's the first and last of her kind. And even that's sort of outside the, the the film itself, that you know there's a balance between just literalism and drama and storytelling, where the most musical poetic stuff is not literal, but it's thematically resonant. And uh, you know that, and, and I think because Dark Crystal is in that fairy tale world, that dark fairy tale world. Let's not cross everything out, you know, and let's have surprises and let's open up stuff even more rather than, okay, now we can close the book on it because we do know where this started and that ended and, and you know, the name of this person in the background or, or, or whatever. So that's what I'm sort of really excited about and because Brian Froud is so, you know, amazingly imaginative and that sort of thing, he has volumes of stuff. So, so let's get into the richness of it rather than, you know, coming to the end and the brick ball all the time. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just uh, can't wait for, uh, yeah, when Age of Resistance comes out and, yeah, there'll be plenty of discussions about about it on the um, on the Trial by Stone, uh, the Dark Crystal podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'll be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so no, thank you so much, Matt. And, um yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's been, yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> You've already taken too long, Delfling. Hurry! At last, the crystal calls. It is time. Time to return to the castle. The crystal calls! To the crystal chamber! And that's all the time I have for this month's Trial by Stone. If you'd like to contact the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. To find us on Facebook, you can do so at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. We're also on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. You can tweet at us at darkcrystalpod. The podcast is now on Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast, you can check out some of the rewards that we'll have on offer for anyone that can pledge to the podcast. It'll be greatly appreciated. Also, if you get a chance to review the show, whether on iTunes or Facebook, that'll be fantastic as well, as that'll boost the rankings. Thank you all so much, and come back next month for more Trial by Stone.